0: Welcome to episode 1008. It's Thursday, Jan- <laughs> It's Thursday, January 29th, and you're listening to the Geek at Geek News Central. This show is sponsored in part by GoDaddy.com and listeners like you. Pick up a domain name for just $1.49 or get 30% off your next purchase at GoDaddy. All my GoDaddy specials can be found at GeekNewsCentral.com forward slash GoDaddy. Geek News Central is a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network, if it's tech. It's here. Everyone, great show tonight and, and a great start if I can learn to turn the speakers off. You guys know what comes next. Strap in. Here it comes. All right, people. I need a go-no-go for the Geek News Central podcast. Digital archive recorders. We're go-flight. Microphone. go Video feed. Go. Web browser. Go. RSS data stream aggregator. go fly. Interflux totism suppressor. All right. I'm confused. Host readiness check. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. The Geek News Central Podcast is a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are ready to go. Cue Todd in... Five. Buttons, buttons, who's got the button? Four. There's no pause for alarm. Three. Everybody hold on to something. Two. Just press the button. One. It's showtime. Hello and welcome to Geek News Central. Of course, my name is Todd Cochran. I want to welcome you to the show. Got a great uh, program lined up for you today, and for those of you that are all long time listeners of the show thanks for being here thanks for being part of the family of course thanks for being subscribed as well and uh I tell you I got a lot lined up for you tonight lots to cover and uh you know it's always it's always fun doing this show and getting prepped for it because I never know what's gonna be thrown at me <laughs> either from a production side or really from a from a variety of uh technical issues, which is happening right now. I've got a a bug, a, uh, a header bug that does not want to go where it's supposed to go. (laughs) And it's driving me crazy. I can see the joystick is, is, uh, those of you watching, just, just laugh. Forget it. Absolutely forget it. All right. Hey, anyway, welcome to the show. And those of you listening are like, what in the world is going on? You know, that little bug that's up in the top left-hand corner. Well, it's uh, there to get basically put the logo on. It didn't want to move. It's I pushing the the lever left and it's like not wanting to go any place. There's another way to fix it. But screw it I'm, I'm live but if you're brand new uh if you feel you can actually still subscribe to this show please do so we want you to uh consider it definitely come over to GeeknessCentral.com and uh, let's see if i can make that go away permanently and uh, if i can push the right buttons here there we go now now it's gonna work <laughs> oh my god there we go. Let's switch it over. Come over to com, And on the second column of the website, you'll see the uh, subscribe to iTunes bar, subscribe to RSS. You just uh, basically click on those, whether you're in, on Android or iOS. And if you don't have a podcasting app, uh, just click on the more subscription options. That's going to take you to the page. It's really going to talk about the different uh, apps that we recommend for you to use to subscribe to the show. And uh, you, while you're there, you can get signed up for the newsletter. That way you won't miss a single episode, after every show, I send out a, um, the newsletter with all the links to everything I've covered in tonight's show, so definitely feel free to uh, get subscribed, and if you have a comment about my uh, mess of a show starting off tonight, you can uh, do that via email, um, at geeknews on Twitter, <laughs> geeknews at gmail.com, on email, at geeknews at Twitter, I'm batting a thousand tonight, it's like, let's just start over. <laughs> it's going to be one of those shows. Oh my God, what's going on. So, uh, of course you can watch us on, uh, the tech podcast channel on the Roku boxy Samsung smart TV, Google TV, you name it. Uh, follow us on Google plus, uh, Facebook, all the different places. And, uh, but anyway, thanks for being here as I have definitely stepped in my, uh, stepped in step, put my foot in my mouth about 25 times here at the beginning of the show tonight. Um, but, uh, this is just the way it works sometimes. Sometimes I can't bet. Ba- <laughs> oh, just laughing at myself. But uh, anyway, um, definitely want to thank our sponsor here, of course. Longtime sponsor, GoDaddy.com. They may not want to be a sponsor after tonight. <laughs> but uh, GoDaddy's been uh, here for us from the very, very beginning. And uh, well, you know, six months from the beginning, nine and a half years. And uh, we've got lots of great deals for you, and and really all you got to do is go over to Geeknesscenter dot com uh, forward slash uh, GoDaddy. All the promo codes there. And you know, I have to say, not only did have I stepped in it tonight, uh, De- GoDaddy stepped in in it a couple of days ago. They uh, put up a uh, had a basically a pre screening of their Super Bowl commercial, and uh, every. Uh, Um, I guess for a better word, they were accused of uh, portraying a, um, uh, someone that had a puppy mill and, uh, and I, you know, I I had a couple of, or actually one of our listeners emailed me and he he runs a, a dog shelter and and basically explained to me that it was really done in poor taste. You know, I guess I don't fully understand it a hundred percent here in Hawaii, uh, purebred dogs are incredibly expensive fifteen $1, hundred 1500 at the very minimum the very very low end to very very high um, to get a dog you uh, if you want to find a dog that uh, um, it's tough you go to the humane society there's one and uh, they've got uh, maybe 10 or 12 dogs for you to look at on a on a daily basis and you want a pit bull, plenty of pit bulls to be able to be adopted. But if you're looking for a smaller dog or something that fits in most Hawaiian homes, it, it, it can be a big challenge. So a lot of people um, go online, they go to Craigslist, and they look for people that are selling dogs. And um, I'm sure this is where part of the problem begins is people are truly doing puppy mills that are not, uh, um, you know, that are in bad conditions and everything else. I think none of us like to see that at all. But, uh, you know, you had Budweiser that's exploiting dogs to sell beer, but yet no one gives an outcry on them. And then, you know, there's it's going to be Puppy Bowl again this year. Four or five advertisers are going to have uh, dogs in the commercials. But uh, I guess the tactic that GoDaddy took really rubbed people the wrong way. Um, it definitely got them. I don't think they expected the. Response: to Be honest with you, I, I really don't think they did, but their their PR firm or whoever's the group that basically came up with the storyline on this did not really think it through. And if you think about the history, now we know that Bob Parsons is no longer with the company, but he had some controversy of his own in previous years in regards to animals. So animals are a touchy subject with the the public and uh, and GoDaddy. So. Uh, they probably could have used a little bigger, better head work on that, but they pulled the ad. And uh, so they're going to be running something else. I don't know, but uh, they definitely got a lot of uh, negative press and uh, one way they bought it. Their Super Bowl ad was, uh, I guess for a better word, um, effective in a wrong way, for sure. And, I, and I'd actually gotten some emails from some folks on the audience, too, that were like, we don't understand the you know, this either, but, uh, it definitely resonated wrongly with a, a significant seg- a segment of people. So, uh, was smart on GoDaddy, He'd pull the ad and they apologized and we'll see what forth comes from that, but that's kind of where it's at. But anyway, yes, GoDaddy is a sponsor here at their, at this show. And they've been a long time sponsor supporting us and, um, they learned by their lessons. And I hope that uh, you guys will continue to support GoDaddy here by using my promo codes and of course, thirty percent off on new orders by using the promo code GNC30. Geek 40, Geek one forty nine, gets you dollar forty nine com. And uh, let's see what else. You get a domain name, website builder, Microsoft Outlook email address for $1 a dollar month for twelve months with GNC. Got we've got the WordPress hosting, Economy Hosting for a dollar a month by using Press four or Geeks twelve, and then some fifty percent off codes as well over at GoDaddy. Again, all you got to do is come to the website. And it's real easy. you click on the banner, it's going to take you to the GoDaddy website itself. It's going to lock in the code for you, and uh, like if you click on the dollar49, it's going to show you right there, $1. $.49, you do your search, go through, pay for it, Buck 49, and then uh, definitely look at the terms and conditions of every deal for renewal costs and everything else that goes on, and make sure you know what your price is going to be after you come out the 12 months so that you don't have any surprises. But we want to thank GoDaddy for being a longtime sponsor here at Geek News Central com okay um what have i got in my stack tonight as i have gotten here finally into the battle rhythm tonight and not uh, totally screwing things up and let me see if i can actually bring this in the way it's supposed to come in there we go um those of you that won prizes uh you've been starting to get boxes and probably envelopes will start arriving early next week as well so um about 90% of the stuff has been shipped. I'm still waiting for stuff to uh, be engraved and come back from the engravers for our, our warriors. So that will be uh, the next thing is going to go out, but all the big products have been uh, shipped in the, in the gift card. So look for those in your, in your email box or delivery, man. So sorry that took so long, but it just, uh, it, uh, it's gotten done and it's, it's basically everything's on the way. Um, This coming Saturday, we're going to have the new media show. We're going to have Daniel J. Lewis on as a guest. Uh, He does the audacity to podcast. So any of you that are content creators will want to come on and watch that. I had a great show last weekend with Rick Calvert from the, from the new media expo. Also, I just want to make, remind you guys that the team at geek news central is, is cranking and uh, they're putting out lots of great content every day. Um, and some of the products or some of the interviews now are include um, some of our team members. I swim ban is uh, being interviewed by uh, Jamie Davis. Uh, MakerBot uh, also introduced or basically interviewed by Jamie Davis. We've got uh, stuff that's going on about health, I'm talking about a company called Luminente provides light therapy for winter blues. So if you're you know if you're feeling the blues from you know basically the all the uh, snow and stuff, you can definitely check that out. Uh, smart baby monitors, you name it. There's tech here and content for everyone. Talk about the My Charge at, at CES. And then we got some uh, Moda, Motorola Moto X review. This is an actually mobile review that uh, one of our writers did that uh, is pretty extensive. And then uh, LR Tech and just a whole host of content. We've got information about the new iRig Power Bridge. Uh, all this stuff has just been put up in the last couple of days. at uh, at geeknewscenter.com uh some cool products called the perry duo speaker which is uh going to be to market soon so again lots of content uh, lots of content every day that's still and it's going to continue for a while we've got a lot of content to put up online lots of video interviews get subscribed to the special media feed that way you won't miss anything intermixed is going to be our team members content like langley with the robot underpants we got health tech weekly with uh with uh, uh, Todd Ani, and uh, he's putting some stuff up too as well that's uh, health-related. And then we've got, uh, excuse me, Health Tech Weekly with Jamie Davis, The Elder Divide with Todd Ani, and then, uh, of course, we got the Gadget Professor who is putting content up as well. Of course, uh, Mr. Don Bain has got all that content up. So all of our show hosts, we definitely want you to take time go through don just re- the uh, re- reviewed the uh, amarillo icam hd 360 so lots of content on the website you won't really be able to get through it all in one sitting but we want you definitely to uh come over and get subscribed to all of our content there's lots of stuff there for you to consume on all of our partner pages including com. so uh that's what's going on on the sites and with the uh, the different content creators that are part of our team here so uh Again, you can just land at com, and you'll find the links on the webpage. It'll take you to all of our other uh, team member sites as well. Okay, so I think that's it for just kind of the stuff in the stack here. Um, excuse me. Um, if if you think I'm uh, doing a good job on the show, definitely want to consider becoming insider at com forward slash insider. Okay, so uh, let me go ahead and... Uh, load up my stack tonight. And then those of you in the chat rooms, hey, hey hello there, Dale, come in. Uh, thanks for being on, uh, watching tonight. Definitely appreciate you being on board. And uh, I think I scared some people off at the beginning with my totally screwed up intro. <laughs> Jeez, unbelievable. But uh, hey, I to start off tonight. And um, first of all, we've got a little bit of reason to celebrate. The FCC has re- redefined broadband as 25 megs down, three megs up, and it is obviously angering the broadband industry. And they were perfectly happy with the previous, what I would consider pathetic standards. You know, the FCC has been hinting that it might be preparing to ri- raise the, the base definition of broadband, but even I didn't think they would go to 25 three. And, you know, it used to be four and one, four megs down, one meg up. So, you know, I, I was talking to my mom on the phone this afternoon as I was driving back from town and I told her, I said, listen, I said, uh, you know, technically now you don't have broadband, uh, you know, you've, you've just got an internet connection and uh, the, you're, the person that you're dealing with cannot claim that you have a broadband uh, service uh, because it doesn't meet the specifications that the FCC is, is changing the rules to. So I think what we've got here is millions of people that are still stuck on the last generation of DSL in markets where phone companies lack the competitive incentive to upgrade. So this is going to place greater attention on cable's growing broadband monopoly as well as at and and Verizon back away from unwanted DSL markets to focus on wireless. And uh, not only do those companies not want to upgrade these DSL lines, they're paying for state laws that up to this point, ensure nobody else can either. So it's a paradigm here that's need smashing for most of the last decade. And few thought that uh, uh, Chairman Wheeler, former cable and wireless lobbyist, was going to be able to get it done, and he did. But the, the vote was split three to two along party lines. Now, we know <laughs> the uh, FCC is not supposed to be uh, party dominated, but it is and uh, so it's it split right down party lines as far as the um uh you know whatever side of the left or right side of the fence the particular uh commissioners were but uh, this is uh really he's gathering ammunition here as he heads into this battle over net neutrality and Mr. Broadband next month and uh, the fcc is required to ensure that broadband is being deployed in a reasonable timely basis and uh He's uh, trying to force the bar here. So uh, the the folks in the broadband industry are not happy. Tech Freedom, this is kind of a laugh, this is a joke. Uh, Tech Freedom said that the new 25 meg threshold may uh, make John Oliver clicktivist a monster, but it's new, low, and cynical elitist politics at the FCC. Um, Tech Freedom also said this is cover for reckless ideological driven regulatory agenda that would slow the investment needed to drive speed upgrades. So this is the kind of uh, vermin that's coming out of the, uh, you know, the folks are calling such tech freedom, ha ha ha. And they've been making their rounds lately, uh, trying to argue that because DSL can in some instances be upgraded to VDSL, that somehow means that the broadband industry is incredibly competitive, but they're not. But I'll tell you here what's happening in Hawaii. This connection, you guys can't see it, but there's a modem right behind this monitor back here, for those of you that are watching. And um, it is a 50 down, uh, 3 up that's coming in over my phone line. And uh, it's nothing different than what the DSL connection was before. No upgraded um, wires. They, they, They basically brought me a new modem. And uh, tested the circuit. Everything was good. And I got 50 down and three up with that connection. And that was on a DSL connection the day before that was at like three down and like 256 up or maybe a meg up. It was horrible. And uh, so now that's one of the reasons why when we do the new media show that the two monitors stay in HD the entire time because I got enough bandwidth to do what I need to do here. I'm pushing three streams right now. I'm pushing uh, uh, two 1500 or 1.6 meg uh, upstreams through that connection. I'm using the other connection to push a 3 meg up, upload. So I got three live streams going on right now. And, it's, uh, and two of them are being pushed over what was a DSL line. And the reason the cable company did that here, not the cable company, the telecom company did that here, is because they had to compete. And they made it happen. Now, I live in a residential neighborhood. So I'm not living out in the country. So it's definitely a, um, um, for me, it's probably, it was easier for them to deploy this. But ultimately, this speed increase is going to help all Americans. And I'm, I'm glad that they did it. I'm glad that they made the, uh, the, the increase. Now, the FCC chairman has mocked industry claims that customers don't need faster internet. So, um, you know, it's really interesting, um, how these folks are, you know, basically how the, how the chairman is basically, um, phrasing a lot of this. Um, and, and it's, it's interesting, um, he says, let's parse out what they say in their lobbying with us and what they say when they're talking to customers, said Wheeler, a former cable and wireless industry lobby. While Verizon told the FCC that consumers are satisfied with four megs, four megs down, one megs up, and that a higher benchmark would serve no purpose, they push customers to buy much faster speeds, which costs more. He says in their marketing materials, Verizon says, while Fios provides a lot of speed for bandwidth hungry devices, you'd be surprised how fast it goes. You can think of your household Internet connection like a pizza to be shared with your whole family. Sometimes people are hungrier than others, and it's too many friends. And if too many friends show up, no one would get enough to be satisfied. That's what their website says. Wheeler continued. Twenty-five, twenty-five is best for one to three devices at the same time. Great for surfing, email, online shopping, and social networking. Two HD video simultaneously. Fifty, fifty is the best for three to five devices at the same time. More speed for families or individuals. But at the same time, they're telling the SEC, oh, four down and one's up. All people ever need." <laughs> so um, I'm glad to see the jump. And I hope you guys are too. I think it was uh, about time to be quite honest with you. All right, we'll switch gears here and let's talk about my favorite target as of recent. Let's talk about Comcast. Now imagine you uh, called Comcast and you had a little bit of a service issue and um, you had some talk with the customer service rep and it was all good, but then you get your bill. A bill that uh, in the gentleman's name that had the issue was uh, Christopher Elliott. No, excuse me, no, excuse me. It wasn't Christopher. Ricardo Brown was the guy, was the individual. He got his bill from Comcast. And Mr. Brown received a bill that slightly misspelled his first name. The only two letters preserved from the original were A and O. Uh, so they called uh, him... Uh, beep Brown, and it started with an A, and it ended with an O, or it actually had an A and an O in there, and is basically his bill was renamed to Beep Brown. So some Comcast employee, customer service rep, changed his billing name. Can you imagine? I, I mean, if I got my bill, and my bill's name was changed and it said exactly what his said i think i'd lose my i think i'd have lost my mind and he was having a billing dispute with them trying to lower his bill so um this is not the first time this has happened people's names have been changed on bills now another gal her bill came as the um, bat beep crazy. That was her. What was her bill was renamed to. So uh, it makes you wonder who they're hiring, doing their customer service at Comcast, and if Comcast is fired the individuals uh, responsible. It just goes to show you that a company that loves taking our money and uh, telling us that we don't need higher speed internet uh, to the FCC then can at the same time treat customers the way that they do. It's, it's not a good sign for a merger. Uh, not a good sign at all. Well, we have to go back and step back and talk about Apple's earnings. I'm, I'm sure many of you saw it already. Absolutely, simply crazy. I mean, holy smacks. It, you know, think about this. 74. Five million iPhones sold with a record-breaking 18 billion dollars in profit. 18 point excuse me, 18 billions in profit, 19.5. This is the largest, largest single quarter profit by any company. Apples beat Wall Street's already lofty expectations. Total revenue was $69 billion. Apple's own guidance was in the range of $63.5 to $66.5. It had also a big increase over last year's holiday quarter, in which Apple reported $57.59 billion in revenue. Earnings per share was $3.06. Apple declared a cash dividend of 47 cents per share as of, I think, February 2nd. So uh, the $74.5 million iPhones sold are a record for Apple, nearly 40 46% higher than the previous quarterly record set last December. This volume is simply hard to comprehend. 34,000 iPhones are sold per quarter, 24 hours a day, every day of the quarter. It's simply amazing. Now, they made some other announcements, too, that really excited me. Uh, Five million Apple TVs have been sold in the last year. Um, which is a huge number. And, and, and if you literally look at that, the uh, only disappointment was that uh, iPad sales are dropping and are down. But uh, Apple reported 5.5 million Macs sold this quarter. That's a 14% increase over a year ago. The iMac with Retina display and the Mac mini being niche products um, sold real well as well. But uh, that's just amazing. That is just an incredible number here, an amount of money that they earn. Um, Apple said it would reconsider its return program in April, which has included $57 billion in share repurchases in the past year. Apple still holds $178 billion in cash, enough to give every person in the United States about $550. They feel next quarter they're going to have 52 billion and 52 to 55 billion in revenue, and they have a really high percentage of return as well. Simply incredible. $18 billion in profit. I don't care who you are. That's just just an amazing number. It really, really is. But uh, congratulations to Apple on their. Ongoing march of dominance here and selling stuff. It's it's crazy. It really, really is in, in, in a big, 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 big way. Now, at the same time, we talked about in the last show how Cyanogen, and I, I probably pronounced this wrong, Cyanogen, C-Y-A-N-O-G-E-N, um, Microsoft today basically announced that they have uh, – start and they're going to invest in this company. And uh, Microsoft plans to be a minor investor in roughly a $70 million round of equity financing that values Cinegen in the high hundreds of millions. And why is this important? Because Synogen CEO Kirk McMaster has openly declared the company's goal is to end Google's control over Android and make it a truly open source mobile platform. So What's this really boiled down to? Is this boiled down to that Microsoft is going to want to fork Android so far that they can build a platform on top of this? Is that why? This is pretty bold of Microsoft to come in with some money like this. So they... The folks over at BGR.com says it boils down to this. While the bare bones of Android are open source, a major component of its platform, Google Google mobile services code that isn't open source and thus can't be forked. Basically, Android without GMS means you don't have access to Google Play, mobile app store and the assorted key Google apps such as Maps, Gmail and Google Now. So, but they're working in a way to make Android a competitive platform without Google's input. The OnePlus One smartphone is the most high-profile Android to release with a Cinegen mod installed. So far, we'll see how this goes. But with Microsoft Money, is interesting. Now, maybe this is Microsoft's way of undermining Google's control over Android. And it's a pretty slick move by their part. Pretty, I think it's pretty smart. Uh, but it's, it, it always, I, I, I did kind of scratch my head a little bit on the last show because I was trying to figure out how this guy was going to do what he was going to. You know, he was talking big, but I'm like, okay, how's he going to do this? And little did we know that Microsoft plans to be a minority investor in them. Uh, it's, it's an interesting move for, for sure, for sure, for sure. Link will be up the show notes tonight, of course. All right, the SAVE Act passage is in the House. It comes one step closer to unnecessary chilling online speech. The EFF is saying, for the second year in a row, the House of Representatives has passed the Stop Advertising Victims of Exploitation Act, a bill aimed at curbing serious problems of sex trafficking online. The bill, however, is the same as it was last year, and it's similarly problematic. EF and a Coalition of Free Speech and Privacy Group released a letter today condemning overly broad bills like this. They're saying the SAVE Act would create a new federal criminal liability for internet intermediaries who publish or host third-party advertising content that relates to commercially commercial sex exploitation. Um, websites are generally sheeted from legal liability for user-generated content thanks to Section 203 of the uh, uh, Communications Decency Act. This provision is the reason online intermediaries from Yelp to Craigslist to Wikipedia to bloggers and podcasters like me with a comment sections can exist hosting and curating creative content without fear of being held responsible for the material itself or blogging companies or podcasting companies, excuse me. So um, we'll see what this goes. But the SAVE Act would strip Internet platforms' existing legal protection by fitting within Section 230 federal criminal law exceptions the bill's use of the word advertises could broadly apply not only to those who place an advertisement, but also websites that display such ads. In other words, the bill would make it a felony to publish or host third-party advertising content with the knowledge or with reckless regard of likelihood that the ad relates to sex trafficking. I know you're not going to see that in Geek News Central because we control the ads that are on the website and we, we control the ads that are on uh, our podcast properties too. But uh, Blogger and some of those other groups, they would not. But um, I don't know. I don't know where I sit on this one. You know, we don't want to see uh, uh, exploitation. That's for sure. And um, I think anything to stop it is good. But when the EFF says they have problems with the bill, the way it's written, it makes me wonder just a little bit. So we'll see if they make any adoptions or amendments to the bill. I, I don't think they will, but uh, time will tell if this makes it through the Senate and makes it into law. Those of you in Canada, listen up. This is big news for you guys. Maybe some of you are not going to be happy, but uh, Canada's telecom regulators re- ruled against a bill practical, uh, excuse me, practical. So Canada's telecom regulators ruled against a billing practice by cell phone providers that exempt certain television content streamed on wireless devices from customers' monthly data caps. The decision which applies specifically to mobile television applications offered by Bell Mobility Incorporated and Videotron Limited sets a new limit on how companies that own both the media and the communications business can use television sports content to bolster up their wireless or internet divisions. In other words, giving more fair traffic to one to the other. So what they were doing is they're putting TV programming and stuff available to you And you you weren't being charged for that, while competitors were competitors' traffic were being was being charged uh, at your normal data rate. So um, they say you can't do that. You have to treat all traffic the same. So it's probably going to cost you more to uh, to watch that type of content on your phones now. But uh, that's an announcement that came out out of Canada today. Also, in China, IT vendors have been crying foul of new Chinese security rules requiring built-in backdoors. So last year, the Chinese government started laying out new rules for technology products used by government agencies and banks in China. in part as a response to revelations about the uh, U.S. government's exploitation of Chinese networks. Now... New rules for selling products to China's financial sector have drawn a protest from the North American and European technology vendors because of how altruistically the they are, including the demands for backdoors into hardware and complete source code. So basically, China said, you want to provide a product here? You have to give us a backdoor and you have to show us all your code. Um, and, you know, export licenses to communist countries are pretty strict. Uh, when code is compiled and there's not uh, the ability for them to go in and decipher it, that code can be exported. But when it's open like that, and all the encryption and everything else that's used to secure the product, that is not allowed to be exported. And uh, so it's basically going to eliminate the ability of American European companies to do business in China, unless they change their products to the point where they basically have Giving over, you can you imagine that handing over your code to the Chinese government? That's just like handing it to the competitor. So, um, um, again, many of the rules imposed under the new rules, including revealing source code, could and probably will violate U.S. trade restrictions on technology transfer. So, uh, I just can't imagine. It's just a whole sector of business that won't happen in China for sure. My other least favorite organization currently is still the MPAA. But the MPAA trademark forces a Rated R beer to drop its name. So there was a beer out there called Rated R. Well, the MPAA says you can't use that, uh, Mr. Brewer. Uh, We have a trademark on that. So uh, you have to remove the Rated R brand. So uh, the beer renamed its beer to unrated. (laughs) So they sent a cease and desist letter, and uh, the, but the brewery basically uh, uh, the brewery responded to the demands by arguing that the rated R name can be used as they clearly operate in a different industry, and the MPW wasn't convinced. So they decided it was the group decided it was easier to change the name the the brewery did, and uh, but what's interesting though is that trademark specifically notes that the NPA doesn't have exclusive right to the word rated. But uh, 612 brew decided to go with a different variant. So they said unrated. (laughs) Uh, Got some press out of it, I guess. Uh, The brewer's not too worried about it. All right. Have you ever been someplace and you had to use the bathroom and you couldn't find a public restroom? Or you went into a public restroom and it was really, really, really bad? I think I told you guys about being in San Francisco at the... uh, Fisherman's Wharf, and that being the absolute worst bathroom I have ever seen in my entire life, including all the times I was overseas into some of the worst squalor that you can imagine. And uh, they're just, it was bad. But anyway, there's this new app called Air P&P. Yes, Air P&P. The app is for bathroom emergencies. So if you are in this app, it's full of, uh, well, it's it's got some growing pains. But the folks over at BuzzFeed uh, basically took Air P&P around for a drive. And uh, essentially what it was, was uh, it tells you where people have made available a bathroom to be able to pay to use um, in a given city. And it includes homes and businesses and all kinds of uh, different uh, places where uh, A public bathroom would not normally be available, but you can pay a small fee, uh, five bucks to go in and uh, knock on their door and use their bathroom. So this is the real deal here. This uh, guy was out and about in New York City, and there's not a lot of listings available yet. It's pretty new. And uh, he found a listing for a bathroom, and uh, for five bucks, he went and knocked on the door. And lo and behold, the guy opened up the door and invited him in, and uh, he was able to use the guy's bathroom. And, uh, it's just weird, you know, it really is weird. You know, they show, you know, you walk up to some, you know, ladies, please don't do this alone. I'm just, you know, it's, it's a little creepy, Uh, you you know, the guy walks up to a door and knocks on it. And sure enough, it's, you know, come on in, dude. (laughs) He goes in. And uh, went into this strange apartment and used the bathroom. Ah, uh, here's how it went down. A man who looked very much like Turtle from Entourage, but smaller, opened the door. He was wearing a beanie, drinking a can of cola with a straw, and looked really very friendly. As he stuck out his hand and introduced himself, I said, Hi, I'm Joe. I'm here to use your bathroom. I also blurred out weirdly, I'm a reporter, like was a non combatant or something. Charlie nodded goodly nature and led me a few steps in to the toilet. I walked inside and closed the door. It was neither the cleanest nor the dirtiest bathroom I'd ever seen. Entirely acceptable, and I was touched to discover that Charlie lit a candle for me. The mood was set. <laughs> and I'm looking at this guy's bathroom, and I'm like, wow. You can tell a single dude lives in this house. And uh, anyway, <laughs> use the app air P and P, but you know something, when you got to go, you got to go. And sometimes it's worth that five bucks <laughs> to go. <laughs> I know there's been many times when I was traveling in Asia, I would have gladly paid $5 for a bathroom that would look like one tenth as clean <laughs> as the one in this picture here. But, uh, would you, would, Would you be willing to open your house up to a stranger to come in and use your bathroom for five bucks? (laughs) Not my house. It's not happening ever. Sorry. In my neighborhood, you're going to have to find a tree. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. um, Completely switching gears here. Um, There's an article over on the register. There's a gal that uh, talked about how she's being an artist, music artist, how she's being strong by YouTube and uh, about some licensing and basically have to sign up for this music ID system, music key system. And uh, she had been and we talked about this on a previous show. But what happened was is the folks from YouTube reached out to press agencies and, and said, no, 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 this is no way how this really happened. Well, it turns out she's been recording the uh, discussions with YouTube and she released a transcript of, of really what went down. And even if you're not a music artist and you read through this transcript, you are going to be kind of shocked about the, um, the, uh, the language that was being used. And it was just like someone arriving at your door and say, hand over some money or, or we're going to break your alarm." One of those types of discussions. And, uh, um, this is not uh what I would expect coming out of uh out of youtube but uh, it's it's very concerning and anyone that creates content including myself uh would be worried if I got a call like this from YouTube so I'll have a link in the show notes you guys can read it but uh it's 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 gonna get this is gonna get more press. We haven't heard the last of this for sure. hey, Amazon made an announcement a couple of days ago that they want you to dump Microsoft corporate email platforms so if you work in a business and you're using Exchange Service, um, Amazon has launched something called WorkMail. And uh, they're not pretending to be a wholesale replacement for Microsoft software. Amazon, through Amazon Web Services, um, is basically um, providing a a full-blown suite of calendars, email, data, et cetera. And it's going to cost $4 per user. And it's going to expect to launch some time, some point before summer. Um, but uh, this is very, very cool what they're doing here. They are, they are continuing to disrupt and uh, they're going to, they're going to cause some pain for some companies. But uh, anyway, we'll, we'll talk more about this as it, as it rolls out and see some screenshots work mail by Amazon web services. On the last show, I talked a little bit about uh, Japanese vending and uh Someone else has been thinking about it, too, because I found this article over on Kotaku.com, K-O-T-A-K-U.com. And matter of fact, I know the folks that, I just noticed that. So I I know the folks that do this site. And um, let me bring this article up so that those of you that are watching can see what I'm talking. And if you've never, you know, you guys think, well, what are you talking about vending machines? You know, every lunchroom has a Coke machine and it's got an old sandwich machine and You know, it's but the reason I talk about this is vending in Japan is much is very different. (laughs) They have vending machines that will wow you with great selections, great marketing. There's a huge, huge, huge numbers of vending machines in Japan, um, numbering in the millions. I think it's something like five point five million vending machines in Japan and they're everywhere. Absolutely everywhere. And and the, the, you can just about get any type of drink, food, beer, um uh what else? Yeah, I mean just it, the list goes on. Um you know, snacks, all kinds of stuff. And uh it's just amazing um the 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 variety of stuff. And um uh, but vending's big and it's on like, you know, just on corners, street corners and stuff and, and they get used. And, and I don't know why it continues to be so big in Japan, but, uh, just use your cell phone to pay. (laughs) And it's, it's easy, you know, hot and cold drinks out of the same uh, vending machine. So if you ever get, get to Japan, this is something I want you guys to do. I want you guys to go look at the vending machines. It's just, it's a, it's something unique to Japan and, uh, it's, I think it's why, um, paying my cell phone was really adopted so early. There, um, was largely because of that, uh, with 5.5 million vending machines in the country. Um, you know, I think you're lucky to find one in, in a major building or sometimes hotels, you might find one on, uh, every other floor or something like that. But, uh, anyway, link will be up in the show notes for you to, to, to take a peek. Okay. Um, what else? see here. I got a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff tonight. Uh, Google Chromecast has been a hit. The cast button has been pressed a billion times. This is huge. You know, uh, a couple of you won Chromecast, part of my uh, GNC 1000 giveaway. And uh, you guys are going to be uh, throwing cast up. And I want you to basically watch the show with your Chromecast. Um, but it's very, very cool. This continues to uh, grow and be very, very popular. But Google's reporting that uh, the uh, cast button's been pressed a billion times already. And uh, that just shows you that things are changing for sure. Also, Amazon um, announced their actual earnings over the Christmas holidays. And they may have surprised Wall Street by how much sales went up in the fourth quarter. $29.3 billion with a profit of $214 million. But for customers of its prime service, the big deal, uh, is basic news is, is that prime membership in the United States grew by 50% last year, despite a price hike. And uh, that growth probably explains and justify justifies the expanding number of service that they're tackling. And, uh, so according to the CEO, Amazon plows 1.3 billion a year into prime instant videos as well, uh, snapping up exclusive content from HBO and creating award-winning program like transparent. So, um, uh, Amazon hasn't uh, released the exact number of Prime subscribers, but companies apparently spent billions on shipping for the program. The company's Fire Phone didn't seem to merit much discussion. Uh, for now, Wall Street is happy and customers can keep clicking the buy button. Uh, so I'm real pleased. I I'm, you know I think I purchased half the stuff that we sent GNC 1000 folks, uh, except for the Apple TVs all came off of Amazon Prime shipped free to your house. It was, it was great. Um, I found out one thing you can't buy on Amazon Prime, and that is Visa gift cards. <laughs> They're not available. At least I didn't find them. In um, a surprising, and, and, you know, I don't find people uh, promoting Microsoft stuff very much anymore. But the best Gmail app for the iPhone is now made by Microsoft. People are raving about the Outlook app. And I was like, wow. And I'll be honest with you, the Gmail app. On the iPhone sucks. I'm always complaining about it. I like the message, um, the uh, email app that comes default in the iPhone. I I do well with that, but I never try to use the Gmail app. It's it's to me is it's slow and clunky. So now that they're saying that the Outlook uh, email app made by Microsoft is the is the king of the hill, and I was just like, whoa. So uh, if you have not tried this, this might be worth a uh, worth a try. I definitely going to uh, pick it up and give it a run for the money and see how how it works. Uh, but uh, anyway, very, very cool. Important thing for me on the phone is I, I use um, uh, folders and not necessarily folders, but they call them something else in uh, Gmail. What do they call them? Uh, well, it's a tag, essentially. So all my email goes is really organized. Very, very few things are left in my inbox, and I drop stuff for advertising into one folder, and I drop stuff for corporate stuff in another, and I drop stuff that's from, uh, you know, listeners of the show in another. It's just they all gets organized that way, um, and I'm and pretty uh, prolific about it. So uh, as long as I can move stuff into folders real easy, then I'm I'm good. So I'm definitely gonna give this a run for the money. Uh, The Verge has got a great write-up on it, and I'll have a link in the show notes, of course, for you to check out. Um, This next article comes from the BBC, and it is a little weird. And uh, I am uh, not a fan of uh, what a company is doing in the UK. So in the UK, a new company is basically set up so that if you want to gain entry to your office or get on a bus or perhaps buy a sandwich, um, they're starting to use chips, embedded chips. And this is actually going in, uh, started in a a high tech office in Sweden. Um, the company is one of the tenants here. Let me, let me just basically tell you what happened. It, the folks that are in this building arrive to the building to hold their hand in front of the door and the door unlocks. They want to get something printed on the printer. They wave it over the top of the printer and the photocopier will work. If they want to go to an inside door, they have to wave their hand by the door handle to open the door because everyone, or at least everyone they can get to basically uh, uh, agree to it, have been injected with an RFID chip about the size of a grain of rice. It's been implanted in the hand. So this is crazy. The whole process is being organized by a Swedish biohacking group, which is profiled uh, by someone named Jane Wakerfield. This is over on, again, by BBC. One of its members, a rather fearsome-looking tattooist, another tattoo artist, inserted this guy's chip. He basically inserted it between the skin between my thumb and index finger. And, uh, it was about as painful as getting a shot, but, uh, they're using this chip to unlock the building. What happens when you transfer jobs, they take the chip out. I, I just think this is a bad idea. I just, it, it turns me off in more ways than one. Um, you want to, you know, put something in my phone and, or, you know, or let me carry a you know, a key card or something, that's okay. But put a chip in me, it's not happening. What do you guys think about that? Being chipped to basically unlock your office door. Isn't it just a little, just a little bit too much? You know, are we going to get to the point where they're going to be trying to chip everyone? It makes you go, hmm, just a little bit. Um this reporter returned to Britain with a slightly sore hand and a chip still under my skin, which has my contact details on it. Not that useful, but no doubt more sophisticated chips will soon replace wearable technology like fitness bands or payment devices. I don't, you know, there's a certain sector, Christian sector will probably say, no, 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 no. we're not going to go that. We're not going to go that way. Uh, Some, you know, ramifications to uh, that type of marking. But anyway, um, boy, oh, boy, I'm not sticking a chip in me. Uh, No, 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 no way. Also, they're saying the folks that are on Android right now, the number one reason that they are switching to iPhone, believe it or not, is iMessage. This is interesting. You know, they're doing some polling and finding out that iMessage is like the main reason. Android users are switching. Seems pretty bizarre to me that that would be the case. But that's what some polling data has found. Pretty nuts, yeah? Hey, the FCC is also going to be forcing wireless carriers to track indoor 9 calls. So it's been long recognized that 9 uh, calls via mobile is, is, is a big problem. Um, so now the FCC is trying to close a loophole And uh, the commission voted unanimously today to approve a new standard for call tracking under the new approved rules. Within two years, carriers would need to give an indoor position within 50 meters in 40 percent of cases within five years. Under the rules, the location will have to be accurate. In 60 percent of cases, and uh, that's pretty uh, that's pretty aggressive. Um, Depending on what type of building you're in, you know, sometimes you can't even get a signal. So, uh, interesting move here by the uh, FCC on trying to improve uh, location tracking for indoor 9-11 calls. Did you know that if the IRS even suspects you of not uh, reporting all your income, they can just come and seize your bank account? Thanks to our nation tax laws and liberal asset forfeiture program, the IRS can seize funds from a bank account. If it believes the account holder is attempting to bypass income reporting requirements by making deposits under the arbitrary $10,000 cutoff, the IRS doesn't need to obtain evidence of wrongdoing or even press charges against the account holder. It just takes some money, and it's up to those whose accounts have been emptied to prove that they weren't structuring their deposits recently dismissed a structuring case against Carol Hinder, who ran a small cash-only restaurant for nearly 40 years without incident before the IRS decided she was hiding money from it and seized nearly $33,000, but seemed to reconsider its position after her case was covered by a national press outlet like, like the New York Times. But this can get even more crazy. Another uh, group had uh, four hundred and seventy-six a $447,000 seized for over three years. The company that the money was seized from had to hire their own lawyer, had to go through a a criminal forensic auditing that they paid for themselves. And basically they weren't going to get their money back until they filed a lawsuit against the government and finally got their cash back. But the government held the money and didn't file any formal action in court whatsoever, did not File any paperwork saying, "Hey, you owe us back taxes or nothing." But basically, this company had to spend a whole bunch of cash to get their money back. Um, so, in the settlement, the government uh, dodges admitting wrongdoing and even adds in wording stating that the return of the funds does not release the family or company from any potential criminal liability, and that leaves room for the IRS to make another run at the at the company if it wishes. So this is pretty crazy stuff here. I didn't even know that, that they can just come in and seize. They can take your assets if they think you're hiding uh, cash deposits. So uh, I, and it's something completely new. I knew they could audit you. I knew that they could uh, do a criminal investigation on you. There's all kinds of things that I knew the IRS could do. I didn't know they could just come in and seize a bank account. It should set us all back a little bit and go, wow. So, um, it's amazing. It really, really is. All right. Uh, and a more happy front Mashable. Yes. Mashable.com got $17 million in funding led by Time Warner. So of course, Mashable is a news website focused on technology and entertainment. And again, it raised $17 million in capital led by Time Warner investments to help expansion, expansion plans. The move will allow Mashable to add some 100 employees and is the latest in a series of investments in the growing digital media sector uh wow uh 17 million to hire 100 100 folks uh we'll see where the content goes from there over on tech dirt police arrested a de- public defender for attempting to do her job she had a client that she was uh, defending in a court case he uh, stepped outside and some police officers wanted to uh question him on an unrelated uh case and the lawyer stepped in and basically uh, was starting to represent him. And the police figured she was being too uh, disorderly, and they arrested her. So um, I don't think I've ever heard of a lawyer being arrested trying to uh, defend her her client, even though she was representing him as a public defender in a different case. The um, of course the Sixth Amendment the Sixth Amendment guarantees. All of us the right to an attorney during a criminal prosecution. You know we have to ask for that. The police don't like you to lawyer up. They want you. They want to talk to you. Um, you know, as an American citizen, you can always refuse to answer uh, legal authorities' questions, especially when you're not in custody. Easier said than done, though, uh, oftentimes. But uh, you know, they still have to respect it when you basically say, you know, you talk to my lawyer, and they have to. Uh, you know, give you that protection. But she basically was arrested because she was trying to, um, as they say, interfere with the questioning of this guy. And uh, they arrested her for resisting arrest. Interesting, huh? So anyway, uh, makes you go, hmm. And this was in San Francisco. It wasn't in New York. It was in the very liberal city of San Francisco. All right, copyright law is eating away at our cultural history, and it's time to fix that, according to TechDirt. And uh, I was reading through this, trying to figure out, okay, what was their agenda with this particular article? But what I found was something more important. <laughs> it's a, um, it's about uh, the Internet Archive releasing 2,000 uh, MS-DOS games. So, uh, you know, they were basically trying to tie in, you know, this is a, copyrighted material that's been able to be released put in the public domain, and then um, but they basically all these games you many of you played uh, back in the day Donkey Kong and Castle Wolfenstein and Leisure Suit Larry and all these games that were back from the DOS days um, all available to be able to play via a web browser. So uh, I was like, cool, uh, a lot of stuff here. I remember you know monkeying around with back in the day. So, um, that, per, uh, turned my interest more than the article did, but going back to this specific article, they, um, um, say right now that, um, the DMCA train or review is happening and, uh, it's time if you want to be able to uh, submit uh, information to the copyright office, you can do so. They've got a form now that, uh, basically you can make comments on the triennial review of exemptions for DRM and for copyright. So um, it's a good time if you have some thoughts on what's going on with copyright law to be able to make some comments to the, the, uh, the copyright office. I'll have the link up in the show notes for you to do that. If you are a website uh, operator and you are running an SSL certificate, the end of a 1024-bit SSL certificate is near. Uh, Mozilla's killed a few more so if you need to upgrade to twenty forty eight at least uh, and do that soon but uh they're re- basically um mozilla is going to be upgrading firefox so that it stops trusting an unknown s s l. certificate that's been issued using an old c a certificate with a thousand twenty four bit r s a keys um this move isn't part of the organization's effort that started in September to force certification authority c a s and their customers to stop using, again, those 1,024-bit 1, 1, certificates, which are considered cryptographically unsafe because of the advances in computing power. So they want people to, to bump up to 2048 at, as, a, as a minimum. So a link will be up in the show notes on that. But Mozilla had already removed eight other 1,024-bit certificates, and uh, so it's, there's going to be a lot more. And if you have companies like uh, Entrust Seacom, EMCRCA, CRCA, VeriSign, NetLock, and even GoDaddy had some of those uh, 1,024-bit certificates. You'll want to get those updated, okay? Especially if you're a system administrator. Or if you think you need to talk to your system administrator about that, you should. News on the Tesla front. Tesla will make the uh, absurdly fast P85D even faster with a software update. Elon Musk said today that the Tesla P85D 0 to 060 mile power acceleration will prove by 0.1 second soon via over the air software update to the inverter logarithm. And basically they are trying to make this thing faster than a Maserati from 0 to 60. So, uh, it's, it's a pretty impressive, uh, um, show of power on the torque that's available in this vehicle. And that, in that demo, um, and again, it's bordering on supercar territory here, with being able to do that. So, um, this is exciting stuff for those of you that have got a P85D. Uh, I would just absolutely, just about give anything to have one of these cars, but the price tag on them is oh my god, so absolutely incredible. It it just wows you. All right, Super Bowl's coming up this weekend, and uh, there's a no drone zone. I guess like uh, it's it's a huge one. Is it three miles or thirty miles? How big is it? Um, What do they say? It's uh, never Super Bowl. Perhaps future. I think it's a three-mile no-fly, no no drone zone around the the Super Bowl stadium. So uh, uh, be aware of that. Not that you're going to be doing that, but Facebook is also ramping up to uh, serve you real-time ads during the Super Bowl and stuff that's trending. So be aware that uh, you may be getting that shoved at you during the Super Bowl as well. The FTC today has banned notorious revenge porn operator from posting nude photos without consent. This is big. And, and I don't know why they couldn't put this guy in jail, but the FTC is banning Craig Breton, founder of the notorious revenge porn site, from publishing any more nude photos or videos of people without first receiving their explicit consent. As part of the settlement with the commission, Britain will also have to destroy all images and personal information that he collected during the course of the operation of the website. Um, And also he has to take down the site where he was basically making people pay to uh, have those images removed. And uh, he has to basically do all types of uh, announcements if he does any other websites and so forth. Um, I think this guy just got off light. Apparently he made about $12,000 in taking money from mostly women to remove photos from their uh, website after they have been put up. But uh, this guy is an irrehensible uh, an individual who probably should have seen some jail time here, but uh, uh, they are able to get this stuff down in uh, some sort of an, uh, an agreement. Over on Slashdot, scientists are saying that they can easily identify you with more than 90% accuracy by looking at just... Four purchases, three if the price is included, and this is after the companies have anonymized the transaction records, saying that they wiped away any names and or personal data. The study of MIT published Thursday in the Journal of Science examined three months of credit card records for 1.1 million people where they are basically showing that privacy that we are told that we have isn't real. And uh, so the, the report's out, and, uh, but it's amazing that they feel they can identify any one of us with more than 90% accuracy by just looking at four purchases. And how they do that is beyond me, but it should make your eyeballs get a little wide. It comes out of the MIT folks. I have no doubt they have the data to back it up. All right. I, I'm continuing to hear big things about the Samsung's new virtual reality headset. Um, there's been a lot of people who have talked about that, but Gear VR has uh, is, is really uh, been uh, gotten a lot of positive press. Well, one airline will soon give its Gear VR uh, virtual reality headsets to first-class flyers. Um, so it's a deal that's been struck between Australian airline Qantas. They're going to be offering the Samsung Gear VR headset to first-class passengers flying between L.A. and Sydney or Melbourne. The program will be limited for the first three months and may expand after that. Of course, folks that can afford to buy a first-class t- ticket between L.A. and uh, Melbourne or uh, or Sydney, you know, that's like a $20,000 ticket. So it's not uh, necessarily inexpensive. Uh, rich people are going to be getting it. I think folks could just go out and buy one for themselves or 400 bucks. But uh, those passengers will be able to experience this in flight. So I don't know if this is a press uh, opportunity for Samsung or what, but uh, at least that's the word on the street. All right. Apparently, there's some leaked photos of a potential new 12-inch device that's tentatively being called the iPad Air Plus or the iPad Pro, and uh, they got a le- uh, uh, basically uh, the new leak showed the uh, the case for the. Apple's biggest iPad yet. So a 12-inch device potentially coming, the iPad Air Plus or the iPad Pro, uh, time will tell. Probably it's basically going after the, uh, the Surface uh, group for sure. Um, the folks at GoPro, they've uh, done something pretty cool. Um, they have uh, basically uh, demoed a firmware update that uh, basically will let you take, uh, um, 480p videos at 240 frames per second what that really allows you to do is create a, um, a slow-mo video now it, currently um your uh, slow you basically your frame rate's been at 1080p at 120 frames or 720 at, t- at 120 um oh wait a minute update will also add time lapse Okay, so does that mean, oh, so hold on, hold on here, hold on here. So if you've got a Hero Black, you're going to be able to go from, uh, be able to shoot at 240 frames per second in 720p. Wow. They got a demo video up here that I have linked up in the the show notes. It's pretty nice. And uh, those of you sports junkies out there that are running GoPros, you're going to love this. Google's fourth quarter earnings at this point, but the CFO is easing the letdown. But Basically, Google spent a lot of money all over the place, but uh, after shedding 2% in extended trading uh, with the uh, shares rebounding the next day, um, Google earned $4.8 billion, or $6.91 per share, a 41% increase from the same period in 2013. Uh, Google's revenue for the period covering the holiday shopping rose 15% to $18.1 billion. After subtracting ad commissions, it stood around revenue stood at about fourteen point five, nearly two hundred fifty million below uh, analyst expectations. So um, Google continues to be in the investment mode, and that's what they're saying they're doing. So uh, we'll see what happens here with Google in, in future quarters. Uh, you know the uh, drug dealers out there apparently are going old school; they're swapping down to old cell phones to stay one head of the law basically saying that law enforcement has gotten so good that uh, they, they're they dumbing down their cell phones because they don't want cell phones that have the ability to track where they're at. <laughs> so uh, the drug dealers, at least in Britain, are buying the Nokia 8210. Um, so it's kind of funny. They don't want iPhones or Samsung smartphones because they're saying the police can easily find out where you've been. And uh, so apparently the drug dealers are dumbing down and buying the, the Nokia 8210. So. <laughs> Kind of funny. Uh, we go Advance and then people they go on backwards to try to beat the law. Of course, uh, Samsung announced their quarter four earnings as well. Uh, South Korean IT and mobile communication division recorded 64% drop in fourth quarter operating profit from the year ago to $2 trillion won or $1.8 Only 37% of Samsung's uh, operating profits came from its IT and mobile communications business in December quarter compared with two-thirds a year earlier. The iPhone 6 is having a heavy hit on Samsung's mobile. And also all the other cheaper uh, Android phones that are coming out of the market from competitors in China and so forth are starting to really impact them as well. So Samsung's going to have to revamp and see where they go from here. Spotify is uh, basically raising another $500 million to expand its streaming music empire. That's insane. They're raising $500 million. Wow, which will give the company a $7 billion valuation. This is crazy. Now, they raised $250 million in November 2013. How much money do they really need? It's insane. It really, really is. Also, the Silk Road trial has continued to uh, progress. Boy, this guy was such a bad guy. Um, basically, he was actually talking to people about hiring hitmen and stuff. It's it. It's uh, it's this is not going to end well for that guy. He's going to jail for a long, long time. All right. Last couple of articles here tonight. The $350 Lego Avengers Helicarrier is a 3000 piece beast. And people are just going crazy about this thing. So for 350 bucks, you can get a Lego Helicarrier. Again, a 3000 piece beast. And uh, so there's going to be some Lego builders out there that's going to go crazy with this thing. So if you want to get an idea of size, uh, it'll be in a video on the website, CNET.com, that I'm going to link to, okay? All right, what else in my stack here? Final couple of articles. Uh, Windows Insider number swelled by 500K in eight days. So, boy, Windows 10 is getting some attention. So a lot of people are doing the trial. And uh, that's it. That's all I've got for you tonight. And uh, thanks for being around. If you got comments on today's show, geeknews at gmail.com. Uh, apologize for totally g- screwing up the beginning of the show. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I couldn't speak. It's horrible. But anyway, thanks for being here. Thanks for staying subscribed, being part of the Ohana. And uh, if I'm worthy, go over to Geekcenter.com forward slash insider and uh, become an insider supporting the show with a two, five, 10, 15 or $25 uh, contribution per month and uh, or one-time donation. If you feel like so deserve, But I definitely appreciate everyone that continues to uh, support the show in any way that you can uh, by uh, doing reviews on iTunes, uh, tweeting about the show, sharing with your friends and family members. It's all good. Just the key here is to build the Ohana uh, as we move forward. Again, my name is Todd Cochran. It's been my pleasure bringing the show. We'll see you on Monday back here in the studio. One show only next week due to uh, the retreat that I'm having with my team from Raw Boys in Chicago the week uh, following weekend. Uh, yes, we're going back to the Windy City for that. But uh, one show next week and then I'll be back with the regular schedule after that. Hey everyone, thanks for being here. Take care. Next time we'll see you. Aloha.